Today's daf discusses where which kodshim are moment of the bow. What happens if someone's carbon shlomim damages? If his carbon toida damages? We discuss what the Mishnah meant when it said nechosim miyuchodim, and what it meant when it this tells tells us about when the animal damages in a rishus that belongs to the nizik and the mazik. What was the case over there? The Gemara begins by telling us. Now, when the Pasuk says, by being Mechaev, someone in Oshem Gzelos, that's including, according to Abiyoisi, like we learned yesterday, that Kochim Kalim, even Kochim Kalim, are property, considered property of the owner, not of uh, Mama Gavoya. Abiyoisi Ben Dustor learns differently. First, we have Ben Azai, who says that it's talking, that the Pasuk is including our common Shlomim. And Abiyoisi Ben Dustor says, Ben Azai is only adding a Bechor. So then we go through each sheet of what the Pesach is including. If we're saying that he would be Chayav Ashvu on a Shlomim, so what's that excluding? If you're going to include something, you're saying this and not something else. So what's Ben Azai excluding? If he's excluding Bechor, uh, Rashi learns like that Bechor that was imported from Chutzlaret, what would be the Chiddush? A Shlomim is far more homer than a Bechar. A Shlomim is more complex. It has smicho and Sochim. You wave the Chaziv Shoik. If that's Momen Bailim, then Bechar is definitely Momen Bailim. So Yechanan rather says he would be excluding Meiser instead of Shlomim. Like the Brisa says, we have a Pasuk by Bechar of Lois Sifte. And a Bechor is able to be sold by the Koyin while it's still alive, a Balmum, even after it's shechted. By Maeser it says, Lo Yigoel, and it's not able to be sold, alive or shechted. Doesn't matter whether it's Tam, doesn't matter whether it's Balmum. So Shlomim is more Chomer in that regard, that's Mom and Bailam. Ravina, he learns this whole conversation on the Seifa that's going on. Abiyu Yisibend Dustoy's Shita in Ben Azai. He's saying that the Posig is talking about a Bechar, and a Bechar as opposed to what? As opposed to a Shlomim. Exactly the opposite. He says, look, a Bechar is Kodesh the second that it's born. Shlomim isn't. And Kavachaymer Shlomim would be. Momen Bailim. Shabi Yechanan says. In a Hanami, he's not excluding Shlomim, he's excluding Meiser. We have a Brisa that brings this Pasuk by Bechor, says Lois Sifte, and you're able to sell it when it's a Tam alive, Bamum even Shechted, by Meiser, it says Lois Goyal, and you're not able to sell it Chai or Shochut. Doesn't matter whether it's a Tam or a Bamum. I, the, the Brisa only said Bechor, that's Taka Akasha. Now Rova says that Nechosim She'in Behem Me'ila, in our Mishnah, when we said that you only have to damage a property which doesn't have me'ila, that's talking about nechassim that don't have the din me'ila, a.k.a. property of a hedyot. And not just a hedyot, that's takakasha. And third, Rabbi Abba says, an interesting case, if someone's a kobun shlomim, his short time damages, yeah, in those days, everyone was walking their kabbonah to the base. Mikdash found a way. His his carbon shlomim damages. So the one who got damaged gets the nizik gets to claim half because it was a tam, but he only gets to pay up to the of the bosser 
of the animal which damaged. And we have a halacha by Karen that you only get to pay up to the value of the animal which damaged. So over here, to clarify, since this is a shlomim, you only collect from the basar, not from the imurim, not from the fats. Uh, what's the chiddush? Of course, you can't collect from the fats. That's property of the mamon gavoya. Yeah, the havamina is that you will collect from the basar the value of the imurim. The kamash malah and the imurim are totally out of the equation. And he will only collect up to the value of the basar. The Gemara says, hold on a second. We have a machloikas between the Abonon and Rabbi Nosen. Where, there's an interesting case. A's ox pushes B's ox into C's bar. Who's chayev, A or C? So the Gemara says that A is going to be chayev. He's the one that actually, his ox actually did the damage, pushed the other ox. But the machloikas comes in where one if A's ox uh, doesn't have the value of B's ox. So he's not paying full. At a certain point, he's, he's get, getting cut off, and B is still going to be losing money. Can he collect the rest from C? The Rabbanan say no. And Rav Nosen says, yeah, he could coll- continue collecting from C, from the owner of the bar. Now let's apply that machlekas here. According to the Rabbanan, it makes sense not to collect from the fats of this shlamim, because they say you collect from whatever is owed to you. Over here it would be from the basar of the carbon shlamim, and then you stop. But according to Avnasan, why not continue collecting from the emurim, or at least the value of the emurim in the basar? The Gemara says the truth is we can fit this shlamim damaging case into either the Rabbanon or Avnasan. They both work. You could say it's the Rabbanon, because the Rabbanon only said that you don't pay from C, you don't uh, supplement the payment, when there are two separate things here, there's an ox and a bar that damaged. But when, it was, when it's one animal, one carbon shlamim, they'll agree that no, you just pay from the. If you can continue payment from this same ox from the emurim, the value of the emurim. And Rebbe would also work because over there he only said that you can continue getting your payment from C, where the balashar is able to look at C and say, look, my ox was found in your bar. So, you know, you're lucky I didn't come to you first, but at least complete the payment. But over here, what's the taina in, in the one animal of the carbon shlamim? You're going to say what? Only the busser of my animal damaged. My emurim didn't. It was one animal that damaged. So even Reb Nelson would agree here. To continue payments from the value of the Emurim. Roma brings another case. What happens if someone's carbon toida damages? The thing with the carbon toida is that there's also bread that's brought along with the carbon. So Rava says you're only going to pay up to the value of the basar of the animal, not from the value of the lechem that's brought with the zevach, with the carbon. The Gemara says, what the havim? You know, why would you pay from the lechem? The lechem didn't damage. Ah, the chiddush is the safer. The Seifa says that the Nizuk eats the meat of this carbon toyodo, but the Mazik, the one who's bringing the carbon, he has, still has to be the one bringing the Lechem. Well, why would I think that the Nizuk has to bring the Lechem for someone else's carbon? No, I might think the Havamina is that, what, he's going to be eating the carbon while someone else is bringing the lechem of that carbon, maybe the same person who's eating it has to be the one to complete the carbon. So, Kamash Malon, no, the lechem is part of the bow. That's his job. Even if he doesn't get to eat it here because 
his taida ended up damaging. Now, moving on, our Mishnah had told us they only chayv when you damage property of a bnei bris. So the this is excluding a guy. The problem is that we already brought. Uh, we're we're going to bring soon that if a, a, a shar of a Jew gores the shar of a guy, he's putter. So, what's the chedesh here? The Gemara says it's not a it's not a chedesh at all. This is the makar over there. We elaborated more. We brought a story, but the Romans who didn't like this uh, seemingly racist halacha. It seems like they had to teach them the halachas because bekoach nefesh. The next step of Mishnah had said that you're only chayev for damaging nechosim hamiyuchodin specific property. And we have a few opinions, three options, what Nechosim Yuchadim are. If you only damage Nechosim Yuchadim, then you're Chayev. If not, meaning what's not Nechosim Yuchadim? So Yehuda says, you wouldn't be Chayev when you don't know which ox damaged. You have two different people, A and B, they're saying, no, it was, it was your ox, it was your ox, okay? So, uh, I, we already brought this down that you're going to be potter if you don't know which ox damaged in a Hanami. But uh, that was just an elaboration of this halacha. The second option we have, uh, a Bryce that says that this would be excluding Hefker property. Not that you damaged Hefker. If you damaged Hefker, you're not high of anything. But if a Hefker acts damaged, there's no one to collect from. Right, why not collect the ox itself, the, ox, the Hefker ox that damaged? Someone else was already coined it. The third option is brought by Ravina. Now, when we say only chayev by nechosim hamiyuchadin, that would exclude a case of someone whose axe damages and then he's makdish or mafkir his axe. Because he has to have that axe present at the time of the din. The Bryce brings this. Rabbi Yehuda says that he's going to be potter if, he's, if, if the mazik is makdish or mafkir his axe right after it damages. Because the Pasuk says, it puts together the damage and the the miso of that ox not only does the owner have to own it when it kills he also has to own it when it's brought to justice the Gemara says wait he only has to make it into court not till the end of his verdict the part the Pasuk says that you actually have to be the owner of this animal to the point where it's getting stoned at the end of the din the Gemara says, putting him on the, put this, putting this ox on the stand and uh, stoning him is the same thing. The owner has to be the owner of it, not just at the time that it kills, but at the time that it's judged. Now, I mentioned I also spoke about the location where you'll be chayiv if the animal damaged in the mazik's property. So he's not chayiv because the mazik can say, what was your cow doing in my backyard? And we also had a case of a property of the Nizik and the Mazik. If Chista says, from Avimi, they were talking about a joint property. He says, on a joint property, you have for Shane and Regal. And the Mishnah is elaborating, saying that the exception is the Mazik's property, there you're going to be Potter. When it's the Nizik and Mazik's property, then the Mazik's going to be Chayiv. Belazar, he formulates, breaks up the Mishnah differently. He says they actually potter on Shane and Regel. When the Mishnah says, with the exception of the Mazik's property, that's also including a joint property, that's also potter. 
when the Mishnah goes on and says that when he damages the Masik is Chayiv, that's only Chayiv on Karen. Now this formulation works according to Shmuel, who says that Mav is Shane. So you're elaborating other steps of Karen. But according to Rav, who says that Karen is all-inclusive, it includes Shane, then what's this extra step in the Mishnah adding? Like Gemara explains, according to Rav, it would be adding the damages that happened under a Shemer's watch. That the animal damaged while they were guarding it. If it's a Tom, he pays half. If it's a Muad, he pays whole. If it broke, if the, the guarding the gate broke down at night, or bad guys came and knocked it down and it damaged, then he'll be potter. That near the Shemir isn't high to watch. That will get to Bezer Shem and Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.